What is up, guys? It is Caleb back again. Welcome back to another podcast here on the Malaga Drive Hoops betting channel, the channel that aims to provide you with the most information heading in to each and every NBA slate. I hope you guys are doing well. It is a vibey Wednesday here out in Campbell, San Jose, California. Uh, a little rainy, a little cloudy, some Drake Views vibe vibes. I'm down. We don't get a lot of that here. Um, anyways, I, ho- I hope you guys had a great Tuesday in real life. I hope you guys had a great betting Tuesday. I personally did not have the greatest betting Tuesday. We went one and two. Uh, which brought our season record to 79 and 69, which is solid, but not necessarily where we want it to be really ever since the all-star break. Uh, been treading water slash trending a little bit down, but again, continue to fight, continue to grind out these days, and when a big day hits, um, you know, hopefully you're not sunken from from any bad days. And and that's the, the saving grace is we have not yet been sunken from any of these days. We haven't gone a single day where we have lost every play, which not a high bar, I understand. But regardless, let's recap yesterday really quickly. Uh, we had Pacers plus three and a half. And, and I tell you guys, I would play this 10 times out of 10, 10, 20 times out of 20. I know yesterday happened, but I would do it all over again. The Pacers were leading the whole game not only were they leading the whole game they closed at pacers minus one and a half we got four and five and a half if you count through zero five and a half points of uh closing line value which if you do that on every bet you are going to come out profitable um and same exact story from monday in denver their lead pacers leading going into the fourth they were up four with eight minutes left which again i know doesn't mean anything you need to get to the window you need to get to the finish line and we didn't uh but just another collapse by the pacers down the stretch i don't know necessarily what it is it just seems like everything that they're doing post third quarter like the, the shots just aren't going down they're taking the same looks Malcolm's taking his same sort of shots, the bonuses, Karis's, and they just weren't going down. So we we lose that. Then we roll in here with the Hornets plus six and a half. Again, very inconsistent team, but they've been playing really well lately. They were grabbing six and a half against a Nuggets team that I still feel is a little bit overrated. Uh, that one had no shot. We knew that pretty early on. And then we uh, luckily, not luckily, but we, we had some saving grace with Cash and Grizzlies uh, money line. Uh, they won a close dogfight against the Miami Heat. So we go one and two. Uh, new day today. Have not locked anything yet, but I, I don't love a ton today. I'll tell you that. Uh, there's some. There's a couple plays that I like, which we will get to. They're actually towards the bottom of the card. But let's start it out with the Utah Jazz and the Washington Wizards. Uh, hey, look, I, I get it. I, I've been a huge Utah Jazz guy. Um, but uh, this is just a, a trappy spot, right? The, the Wizards... Um, Here's the deal with the Wizards, right? They came into the year, Russell Westbrook, Bradley Beal. High expectations, but you understand, one, Bradley Beal has never led a team uh, to... Uh, he's had some great years with the Wizards, but that was with John Wall. We've never seen Bradley Beal as the guy, and you can argue who's the guy between him and Russ. I don't think it really necessarily matters. Regardless, he's one of the key pieces there. And so um, you had expectations of playoffs, but you couldn't necessarily lock it in, given the history of one of Russ not hating at all but Russ needed to prove to me again back as that number one or whether it be 1a 1b as a one uh that he can lead his team there and and then they obviously start out really poorly Russ is not honestly healthy early on Brad's doing everything he can but then they deal with COVID um and they come into the year looking pretty tough then 
then you finally see them to, you know, sort of turn a corner. They hit, they get, you know, they go a nine-game stretch where they go seven and two with some impressive wins. One of those losses of those two was a game they should have won, and the other one was against a really good team. So then you're like, okay, they're kind of turning the corner. And then post-All-Star break, they've really fallen off. But again, there's still 30-plus games left in this season for, for the Wizards, and you know that eventually within that 30, things are going to turn. And I don't know when that will be. It Maybe it's not today, right? The, the, the Jazz are a very hard team to turn it around against. But again, two things that are important to note. Everyone now that the Jazz have, you know, come into this year and kind of established themselves as that regular season, you know, the new bucks in terms of, you know, just being really, really good in the regular season, they they almost have a target on their back. And you saw it with the Warriors, right? Just a different energy teams coming up when they play this Jazz team and kind of more locked in than you would be for a normal game. So you get that you get the Wizards having lost a couple and again, this league, man, it can turn at any second. You can be really bad for six games, and then it takes one game. And so with guys like Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook, where you compare where they were maybe two, three weeks ago when they were in this good form, good stretch, that version of that this team probably doesn't get 12 points, right? This, this line is at 12 because of now where the Wizards have been. If the Wizards had been in playing the way they had been for three like three weeks ago this line's probably eight and a half nine maybe ten it's not 12 though it's not 12 so for me this is this is one of those cheeky spots almost to you know where i want to back the wizards you're getting a team that you know is going to turn it around here at some point with bradley beal russell westbrook off of like a a couple losses at home against a team that you know they're going to be ready and going to play up for I like the Wizards getting 12 here. I'm not going to play it because, again, I, I, I am fully aware of what the Jazz are capable of. And when the Jazz are playing their best basketball, they will roll just about anyone. And that is the Wizards including. Um, I can tell you they're not excluded from that. So um, I'm going to stay away because there's a lot of different probabilities, I think, that, that come into play with here. And anytime you have a 12-point spread, there's really, really not much margin for error Um in terms of the team you're betting on. So I'm staying away. If I had to, I'd take the Wizards. Um, but based off of how the Wizards have playing just this past week, week and a half, it, it, it'd it be a little bit scary to do that. But again, large sample size of one, Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook being very effective and good basketball players. And you know they're, they're looking to stem the tide. You know, you saw it even last year, and it was just Bradley Beal. That team did everything it could to get in the playoffs, and they fell just short, but they made their run. They made their push, and while they never got there, they were closer than I think people remember. And this year, again, it's 10 teams. If you're in the top 10, you have an opportunity to play for the playoffs. So um, expect the Jazz to come in fired up. I can't tell you what's going to happen here, but um, that's my best overall read on the game. Next game, uh, Thunder and the Atlanta Hawks. Clint Capella questionable, Lou Dort questionable, Onyeka Kongu questionable, Teo Maladon questionable as well. I've told you a million. These are like the two, this is hilarious. This is like the K, ultimate Caleb stay away game. Um, if you listen to the podcast, uh, really even somewhat consistently, you know that the two teams that I have the least amount of read on are the Atlanta Hawks and the Oklahoma City Thunder. 
I already didn't have a great read on the Hawks, and then they got a new coach. They've been playing a lot better since, but I still couldn't tell you necessarily where this team is right now. And again, of course, now Cam Reddish is out. Now Clint's, you know, questionable. Um, the Thunder are great some days and not and, and really bad on other nights. Uh, you never really know. It's a young team. Again, they play really hard. Um, and it's not like they're completely stripped and devoid of talent, but it's not like this team is brimming with a ton of talent either. So, um, anything can happen here. If anything, I kind of like Trey Young. Uh, this is his hometown team. Although we've seen in the past against the hometown team. (laughs) Oh, bless me. My bad guys. Um, these two teams actually matched up not too long ago in, uh, in Oklahoma city in Oklahoma city beat the Hawks, but I believe Lloyd Pierce was the coach back then. So stay away here. I got nothing for you here. Um, it's seven. I think it's fair. Again, the Hawks have been playing better. Al Horford should be back. I think Baisley's still out. Um, a lot of different things that, that can be considered in this one. I am going to stay away. All right, let's keep it rolling. Next game, Orlando Magic and Knicks. I'm telling you, man, just one of these slates is just dirty. Like, I I do not want to be betting on this game either. I'll try and and give my best insights on this one. But this, I feel like, again, another game that not a lot of people are going to be running up to the betting table to be putting their money down. New York Knicks coming into this playing well, but they have lost back-to-back grinded out games against the Philadelphia 76ers and Brooklyn Nets both teams that are good both teams that are, are really good honestly um Sixers just beat the Bucks at home and and obviously you guys know what's good with the Brooklyn Nets um Tom Thibodeau has done a fantastic job people can say what they want you know he has his flaws he runs his guys into the ground doesn't start his rookie whatever you want to say Tom Thibodeau has done an amazing job with this New York Knicks team and he has a hundred percent gotten the most out of the group and that's all you can ask for as a coach get optimize your group maximize your group and that's what he's done and it starts on the defensive end every single night they're gonna have a chance because of their defense and their defensive principles and how they play basketball they make they they do their best that every single night if they are fighting if they are playing a rock fight that's that's where they're most comfortable where it's oh gosh every bucket is a struggle and the magic are a little bit like that too they've you know had different stretches uh with different guys playing and hurt that have changed the dynamic of how they're going to play um but again the magic are another tough team right now to to kind of put your finger on because they've been missing so many guys and you know you don't quite know how they play with this guy but this guy or that guy but not this guy um, and I'll tell you, Evan Fournier is questionable. Terrence Ross is questionable. Aaron Gordon's questionable. Alfred Payton's doubtful. Derrick Rose is out. Austin Rivers is out. And Emmanuel Quickly is questionable. So a million fucking things. Uh, again, mine kind of makes your mind spin. The the mat. I, I would say I like the Knicks, right? I do. I think they're better, especially if everyone's out for the Magic. But again. Five is a decent number. If Aaron Gordon and Ross suit up, it probably shouldn't be five. Um, And you know with the Knicks, like on any given night, again, the defense will be there. On any given night, though, the offense can just go cold. And if they go cold, they can get ugly. So I'm completely staying away from this one as well. Um, I think the value – I can't even tell you where the value lies because I don't know who's playing. There's like – five to six guys that are questionable and each one of them has a different impact on the game so 
Um, this is one of those ones where you got to just wait till lock to, to really get a clear picture. And even when we get the clear picture, it's not something I'm rushing about. So we'll lay off on that one. Next game, another one that's just not fun. A huge spread over in Phoenix and a deserved huge spread. Sun's getting uh, Sun's a 10 and a half point favorite at home. These two actually matched up in Phoenix not too long ago. Phoenix took care of business. Phoenix has been the best team against the spread all year. They've been the best team after losses all year. They've been the best home favorite team all year. Um, but again, it's a 10.5 point spread to a Timberwolves team that just got blown out by this squad. You could say, again, on all things on paper, point towards the Suns covering this. But you just never know with a large spread like this off a loss. With a hungry Wolves team where the issue is rarely the effort or the energy. The issue is just generally basketball talent and continuity. And they've got that new coach and, and things are looking better. Um, and let's just recap. So they came out of the break hot. I've talked about it. They came out of the break. They beat the Pelicans in New Orleans. Very impressive win. Then they split a series with the Blazers at home. Um, and then and then now you, you, you're like, okay, this team's kind of showing out. I liked them against the Lakers and then they come in and get blown out. And that's that's kind of just a sign of a young team. They could easily be a better version of themselves tonight. I don't know. I can't bet on that to happen. Um, but I also would say that 10 is just a little bit much for the you know for the Suns but I also could see that happening all right last two games of the slate and these are the two that I actually do have some interest in uh first of which is the New Orleans Pelicans heading into Portland one point underdog give me the Pelicans today um I don't know if you guys watched uh, on Monday but uh no joke one of the biggest collapses I think we've seen uh, that I think that I've witnessed it's up there um, I had, uh, a thunder bet, um, or sorry, a bulls bet a, a couple months ago where they were up 12 or 14 with like four, two and a half, I think four minutes left, three minutes left. And they lost and a very similar thing happened, uh, with the Pelicans being up 15 with four minutes left. Um, Brandon Ingram at the line up three with like nine seconds left. Anyways, they found a way to lose that game. They were the better team through for 99 percent of that game they were the better team the whole time um and just ended up coming away with a loss there so i mean you got to see we we had a firsthand look at this pelicans team completely outplaying the blazers um and really doing everything to get a win besides the actual win you'd like to think that things play out just a little bit differently and again each game is different the blazers could come out and play better today i think just in terms of the two talent uh, I, I would say the Pelicans are more talent, but in terms of the the product of both teams throughout the year, it's been about the same. I would say that the it, Blazers have won more games, but I'm saying the mix of talent with the Pelicans, who haven't quite been able to put it necessarily together. At this point, though, they are about as about the same uh, as the Blazers, and and CJ's back now, but it's clear CJ's not like peak CJ during the season earlier this year. CJ like he's working his way back into a rhythm CJ which is like 85 90 percent so um him being back doesn't swing the needle all that much for me uh, again I could be proven wrong he comes out tonight and drops 35 but um regardless we, we if you watch that game the Pelicans were much better they have a ton of talent and and their issue this year has never been talent or not being able to score it's been defense and consistency and I I, I think today you would hope after a loss like that, um, you get a response from them. You see it a lot in the NBA. And you've seen the Pelicans. I mean, you you looked 
Uh, it's a little bit of a different situation, but you look even like a week and a half ago, they came out first game of the All-Star break, laid an absolute dud against a pretty bad uh, Cavs team. Sorry, no, they laid an absolute dud against a pretty bad T-Wolves team. Um, and then immediately the next night responded with a 45-point win against the Cavs. So we've seen them respond before. The ultimate trump card, there are two ultimate trump cards, though, and it's it's Steph and Dame in terms of just, like, if either of those two guys get hot, it's very, it, there's just very little you can do when, when either of those guys get going. And so, one, you saw that. The, the Pelicans fans had a front row seat for that um, on Monday, and it can happen on any given night, but it can't happen every night. And it, and it just happened. You know the Pelicans are very aware of um what just happened and so I, I like the uh, Pelicans today I don't know if I'm gonna hit it yet it's one of those that I really I, I want to make sure I also like the under here you, you see it a lot of times two teams match up for the second time around they understand the tendencies a little bit more they had a first uh, first-hand look at exactly how they're trying to score and can make small little tweaks and adjustments to make things a little bit harder on both ends um, and so I, I like the Pelicans in the under today I wish I could get like two or three right but the fact that this this closed at my uh, at plus two yesterday for the Pelicans and it's at plus one just shows you the books are adjusting a little bit based on that last game they're not overreacting too much um, but I, I think that small little tweak in the line shows you, too, that the books like the Pelicans here today. Again, not 100% sold, not 100% sure, but I do like the Pelicans today. They're battling for their playoff lives, man. They know, Stan knows he probably only has one shot at this, one run at this this year. If they don't make the playoffs this year or at least show some sort of promise, he's probably gone. Um, and all these guys, like, None of them have been to the playoffs yet. You know they want to get there. Um, it's as, as it's a talented as trio as as we have in the league. It's just about putting it together. Like the Pelicans today um, to make up for that disappointing loss yesterday. Last one, uh, Hornets plus eight, and uh, I'll tell you, I'm leaning Hornets plus eight really hard. You guys know. Uh, as of late, I'd say overall this year, I'd, I'd actually be curious to see which team I've bet on the most. But the Hornets have to be up there with the Jazz and Suns. And um, they've just been playing good basketball lately. They obviously took a really tough L to the Nuggets um, last night. And then again, they were never really in that game. But we have a large sample size of the last couple months, uh, last month or so, really, of them being a, a solid team. Um, when the so the Hornets right now, I'll tell you on back to backs because that's always that's always something that I like to monitor um, is, is how teams play on back to backs because especially because you see a lot of times books factor in stuff like that just a little bit. Um, Charlotte this year is five on five and three on on back to backs, and after a loss, Charlotte is uh, twelve and six. So you're getting them in that spot today against a Lakers team that. Okay, their last two games disposed of the Warriors and disposed of the T-Wolves. But before those two, the Lakers weren't playing great basketball. They were getting the job done. LeBron was doing what he needed to get a win. But they weren't playing. They weren't rolling on all cylinders. It, there were times where LeBron just looked a little slow. And and that's, my, I think, my only concern with this bet with the Hornets here is like, who knows? Maybe, maybe Bron did have a small talk with the squad where he essentially said like, hey, we got to get after it. Like... It starts now. We can't choose to turn it on when AD comes back. It's got to start now. And we've seen that. But, again, so they, they beat a Warriors team that when Steph's not going and you can 
uh, successfully minimize Steph and force others to, to beat you, and Wiggins isn't in, in a rhythm, and Ubre's not in a rhythm, it's really tough for that Warriors team to score, and we saw. And then the T-Wolves, you, you know how it is with the T-Wolves. When they don't bring it, they're not, they're, they've gotten blown out probably up there. They're probably one of the top three teams in terms of being blown out this year. So um, I can't say I'm all the way back on the Lakers being, you know, playing their best basketball. And, and this is a spot that the Hornets have really thrived in all year long. And, and you really go through the two rosters. LeBron James is the great equalizer, right? Like he gets the most out of everyone on his team. But if you take LeBron, and again, I know it's not as simple as taking LeBron James out of the picture. He's going to be playing. You can't really do that. But if you just go at the roster from a talent perspective, um, you know, top down, without LeBron James, this Hornets team is a lot better, a lot more talented, a lot deeper. They have just so many more scorers. You go down the line, Terry Rozier, LaMelo Ball, uh, Malik Monk, Gordon Hayward, Miles Bridges, PJ Washington, um, Devontae Graham. You know, they have a lot more guys um, that can score in different ways. Whereas the Lakers, it's LeBron James, it's Dennis Schroeder, and then Kuz is kind of that third guy. And, and props to Kuz. I love the development. He's really turned into an actual winning player instead of just someone who's chucking, trying to get, you know, 19 points a game on 16 shots. But, uh, regardless LeBron is great but but again we're not getting this at four and a half five and a half we're getting this at eight and I think the only reason we're getting this at eight is the combination of this being a back-to-back the Hornets getting blown out last night and the Lakers blowing out uh the Timberwolves the other night I think if two of those three things have changed you'd get you'd see six and a half like like let's say this wasn't a back-to-back and the Hornets beat the Nuggets um I think this line would be six and a half five maybe even five and a half if the lakers uh you know against the warriors or hornets or against the late god damn it if the if the lakers against the warriors or timberwolves uh won close ones against both of them again i I think you see this line a little bit uh lower so i think i'm gonna ride the the hornets today um there's always a chance that the lakers have um you know are, are entering a hot stretch in which they get going uh, but we have again. I have a larger sample size of them not playing. It, it's not bad basketball by any means, but but not playing their best basketball post AD. Um, and we have a now a larger sample size of with the Hornets being healthy. This was their first loss, honestly. Um, I don't know what I'm saying, honestly. I'm not gonna lie to you. But this is their first loss with with everyone healthy in quite some time. And so uh, I just ex- expect to bounce back again. Twelve and six after a loss for the Hornets and. Uh, Five and three and back to back. So give me the Hornets today. Getting eight. I want eight and a half. I'm gonna check and see. Okay, what is the bet percentage looking like? Um, just to see maybe if we we can get an idea of where this is gonna move. If it looks like it's gonna move the other way, I'll take Hornets plus eight. If it looks like maybe we can get uh, eight and a half, I'll wait it out. Also, I will say the Hornets have a tendency in these larger spread games um, to not only cover but to win these games outright. Again. The more most likely scenario is the Lakers win this game, and I, I completely understand and agree with that. But you're getting the Hornets money line tonight at close to 300, um, so I, I would not be shocked at all to see that come through today. And maybe going Hornets money line with Pelicans and one other team you like isn't a terrible move. I actually might even go Wizards, Hornets. Um, pelicans because that'll be a a a pretty damn hefty payout but i appreciate you all tuning in with me on this gloomy views vibes wednesday i hope you guys are doing well 
I'll talk to you all tomorrow. Good luck with your bets today. Good luck with your life today. And we will uh, we'll speak soon. Peace.